Hey, we're back, and today, what are we, what are we going over, Rich? Uh, uh, either stuff to do before winter yeah. or fall tune-up. Fall, what, let's call it a fall cleanup checklist. Why don't we do that? All right. Oh, cool. Fall so, cleanup checklist. checklist. Right after this. Here I come to save the day. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back, and we're going to talk about a fall checklist or how to get your house ready for winter. Whatever you want to call it. It's basically the same thing. But before we do that, make sure you hit that subscribe button, ding the bell, click it, do all that fun stuff. And then, of course, you can always leave us a note down there below, too. So uh, go ahead and do that. And let's go ahead and get started with number one, Rich. What's the number one thing we should do? Well, depending on where you live. Yeah. Get your furnace tuned up. Oh, yeah. Get that checked now. So, so a lot of companies will offer clean and checks for $79.80. No, $29.99. No, $29.99 is usually a loss leader to get their foot in your door. Right. And I'm not bad talking to anybody. But, but realistically, <laughs> talk to friends and neighbors, whatever, and just, you know, think about the time. If you had to go to drive somebody's house just to go look at something, clean it up, put it all back together and drive home, would you do it for $29? Yeah, you can't start your truck for that. They won't either. So be realistic on what you expect to pay. Right. But before you bring them in your house, when you reach out to them, you could ask exactly what they do. What's included? Because what do we want to do? We want to clean the burners. Yep. We want to check the O2 level that's being given to those burners for optimum flame, right? So we have the the cleanest burn you can get, whether right. it's natural gas, propane, electric's easier. You just sort of just vacuum off the elements. Right. But no, seriously. And then you want to know, are you checking the drains? Are you cleaning the dehumidifier if you have one? Uh, furnace filters, you know, there's a lot of things that go in there. So ask them, what are your, what are you doing for right. 29, 49, 89, whatever it is. Right. And you should be paying anywhere from 100 to 150. Then you know that you're not going to be getting the, Someone just comes in and goes, oh, well, you need this and you need this and you need this. And they're constantly trying to sell you something. Uh, right. Somebody that charges between 100 to 150 for a furnace checkup is actually just coming there just to do that. And they're not going to be trying to sell you something else so that they can make. Because no, they should be making a few dollars on a furnace checkup. Right. And if they can do four of those a day, then they're making a decent living. And that's all you're trying to do. Sure. Sure. Right. And that's so, exactly what you're looking for. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, and also, make sure they clean it out, vacuum it, get that kind of stuff. And there's also the um, pressure test that they can do to make sure that the airflow is working properly through there also, so that your ductwork is, is actually flowing the right amount of air. So, I don't disagree with that, but I wouldn't call that a checkup item. That was, should have, pressure balancing and duct balancing should have been done a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> well, the static pressure test. You know, they want to make sure nothing new is coming up, that, you know, that everything's flowing properly. Yeah. So if they do a static pressure test, that's great. I would say 80% of the guys you're going to call won't even know what that is. So, um, right. <laughs> so that, skip that chapter. Right. Yeah. So if, if, if they do a static pressure test, that's great. That's somebody that's, that's a quality uh, technician right. that's going to come in and do a great job for you. Okay. Number two. Uh, the next thing is check the caulking around all your windows. Yep. Yeah. It's depending on, especially depending on the type of windows you have and the age of your windows. If you have vinyl windows, mm -hmm. you know, there's not a big fan really of vinyl replacement windows, but, or even vinyl original windows, but vinyl expands and contracts greatly with temperature. So from last winter, when everything had shrunk, it can pull that caulking loose 
all summer, it expands, and now we're going to get cold temperatures again, and it's going to start shrinking again. You want to make sure that the caulking is all in good shape. So if it's not, it's something you want to go in there with a utility knife or razor, cut out and recaulk. Right. So. And you can see right here, he's caulking the window to the drywall return. But if you've got casings, where's that? Right in, like if you have a casing on there, make sure you mm -hmm. caulk the wall to the casing also, because that draft can come behind the, the jam and sneak out behind the casing. So caulk that casing to the wall. And um, what I see everybody misses is the top. The piece that goes across the header, caulk the top of that, because that's where you see all these little whiffs of dust and dirt when, and when somebody hasn't painted it. Well, that's because nobody you, can see up there. Right. What do you do if you have loose panes in the window? Loose panes? In, glazing oh, compound. That's Yeah, then you want to glaze. There's a glazing compound. So you can go to... Uh, Ace and True Value both carry cans of glazing compound mm -hmm. and you get a putty knife. And it's actually, it's not very difficult to do. No. Do one side of the window at a time, break the stuff out. They make glazer points, which are little wood triangles. You push those in, that holds the glass tight so the glass doesn't move around. You just take this putty, roll it in your hands, press it in there and take the, the putty knife with your finger and just come right down on a 45 and it'll not only smooth it out, it'll cut off the excess off the glass and off the frame. It's, it takes about 15 minutes to really get pretty decent at it. Yeah. It's not hard at all. Right. The big thing is clean it out, glazer points, and then go for it. Right. And one thing I like to do is take, uh, take a putty knife that's got a little flex to it and sand both sides of it. Just take a hundred grit sandpaper and sand it. Make sure it's nice and clean. It doesn't have any other paint or any other right. residue on it. So that way, you know, you got a nice clean putty knife. You can wipe it down with some uh, paint thinner and then just get after it. It'll give you a nice smooth uh, finish yeah. on there. I haven't done that in years. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it, it comes right back though, you know, you can whoosh, take care yeah. of it. Yeah, well, and it's cool. If you hold it just right, you get your 45s in the corners, you know, yeah. and. It is. It's, I don't know. There's something, it's like cutting grass or something kind of soothing about it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just strange. We're just strange. Yes, we are. Uh, next up on the list here is reverse your ceiling fans. Holy crap. Those are nice ones. That's a cool do you one. Do a, yeah. See that? Do you, do you actually have to rewire that one, flip the switch or just you switch flip, the pulleys. Yeah, you flip the pulleys on this. So now then it would be the, the pulleys like in a figure eight, you know, the... the, the um, yeah. You tell the guy on the bicycle to, to go the other direction. <laughs> Pedal back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that one looks like. But no, you want to reverse your... Which direction should my ceiling fans go in the winter? They, you want the, see, the air to come up. You want it sucking the warm air up in the winter. Mm -hmm. So that way it go, the air goes across your ceiling, down the walls, and circulates around. Because if you have it blowing down then that, that air is blowing across your skin and it's going to feel cold. So uh, if it's going up, then it's circulating that warm air off the ceiling back down to the floor around the perimeter of your room versus down through the middle. And then gotcha. there, there in the summer, you want that point so down. So instead of saying counterclockwise or whatever, because you might have a fan that just has reverse blades or something, I don't Correct. know. You just well, want to make sure the hemisphere. fan is blowing up towards the ceiling in the winter. What did he say? <laughs> Southern Hemisphere. Southern goes back. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of our, we have a lot of watchers in Australia, so yeah. it's possible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't know. The fa ceiling fans turn backwards there in the, in the winter, right? <laughs> well, 
well in the winter or summer there. Oh, see, and there's the problem. There's the problem. Yeah. So. All right. So if you're in Australia, clockwise. If you're in America, counterclockwise. Right. For when you watch this video. Yeah. There All you right. go. <laughs> and we get in trouble any which way. That's right. So. Uh, oh, and then uh, of course we our 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 standard picture that we use for. Every gutter cleaning, gutter, Clean whatever. the gutters and downspouts. Right. I know it. It's Mike Novak. It's right. We got Mike <laughs> Novak. We got this picture of him up on the roof. So there you go. There's Mike Novak cleaning out his gutters. And you don't want to do this. Uh, See how his knee is like on the leaves? It's very slippery like that. You don't want to do it. You might want to put a ladder. Especially when you got gutters. your other boot hanging off already. Yeah. See, I don't, let me, can I get out of the way? Yeah, look at that. He's just got that yeah. foot hanging out there. Yeah, that's not bueno. Well, at least the knee, as he keeps sliding, his knee will go in the gutter, and it'll he'll rip the gutter off as he comes off of it. Well, he's got Peggy yes, down because those aluminum ferrules will hold him yeah. up. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, there's Peggy's arm sticking up right there. Great cut. Peggy's a spotter. <laughs> Yeah, I never noticed the spotter <laughs> down there. I never so, noticed that before either in that photo. So there you go, Mike. Probably you're fine. You're, you're, go ahead. Just keep doing that. You're good. So... <laughs> Get those gutters cleaned out. You make sure you clean out the downspouts too. Don't just clean out the gutter. Make sure you take a hose up there, rinse them out. Make sure that water flows down the downspouts and it comes out nice and clean. And uh, that way, you know they're going to flow properly. What a properly. great segue. Speaking of hoses. Yeah, hoses. Turn off your exterior hose bibs. Oh. If you do not have frost proof, which that's a frost proof hose bib, correct? Got the that would there. typically go inside your house a good 14, 16 inches, which keeps it from freezing because the valve is actually inside the heated or conditioned space. I'm However, <laughs> leaving the hose attached does defeat that purpose. That's right. So make sure if you have an old kind of boiler valve type hose bib, yeah. turn the water off in the house that goes to it. And regardless of what type you have, take the damn hose off. Right, right. And if you have the boiler one, open it outside, turn it off inside, let it drain, and then close it again. That way you don't have to worry, worry about it freezing right. and breaking. Well, I see that so often people just keep putting the hose back on there. And it's... Yep. Well, the hose stays on there. And then as long as it's, the valve is off, it's okay. But then spring comes along, and it freezes within that 14-inch part in the wall. So then right, you, you come have a split in, inside the house. And then you turn it on, and then you just flood your house. That's so, right. It's, it's, uh, it's not good. So make sure you turn it off and take the hose out. And what do you got next? Uh, pruning. Pruning. So, yeah, so no pruning. <laughs> no cutting Christmas trees from neighbor's yards. So I'm going to defer back to the, 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 the uh, video we just did with Mike Novak That's about right taking care of your stuff in the fall and you and i are both of the same where we used to we just whack them off that's right everything goes into the recycle or the compost heap right and mike said no don't do that he says you can trim directly after something blooms or when it's dormant but you watch for the budding because certain species yeah if they they'll bud early and if you trim them late no blossoms for you next year. Right, right. I've got it. So I've you got might want to double do back on that whole Mike Novak thing, but I was always taught to just prune when they were dormant. Right. So I've got a, I've got a row of bushes in my yard, and if I cut them right now, I won't have any flowers on them in the spring. So I let them go, and then after they bloom in the spring, then I chop them back. Then you trim them. Right. So yes, we we continually learn. Yes. 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 That's exactly it. Okay. Next up. 
Don't prune. Chinley sweeping. That's right. There you go. You get the top hat out. You get the big brush. Tuck it underneath <laughs> your arm, and you walk along the ridge. And there you go. Over union. The chimney. What's that? They have a union. The chimney sweep union? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, President Dick Van Dyke. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There you hey, go. Sonar knew where I was heading with that. I think that is Dick Van Dyke up there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you live in an area where you burn a lot of wood in your fireplace for, you know, heating, uh, could be primary or even secondary heating, yep. um, you know, you really do need to get that cleaned out once in a while. Do not use things like, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of chimney sweeping logs. I just don't think that they can actually crystallize creosote and make it go away. Right. Um, and what actually, what happens is if you build up all that creosote inside that chimney without scraping it and getting rid of it, you throw a little paper in there, you know, Christmas wrapping. Right. That goes up there. That's what ignites it and creates the chimney fires. Right. So little spark it's a good idea up. to get that clean. But also make sure the smoke shelf is clear, the damper closes properly. It's kind of like a furnace clean and check. You know, they're not just going to come out with a brush and do your chimney. Right. They're going to make sure your damper closes because that has a piece of fire rope on it for a seal. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing that and you close your, you know, don't have a fire going, you close that, you could have air, cold air falling in that. You know, so just wasting money. That's so, right. So, and then chimney also, sweep. this one does not have a cap on it, but, um, I like putting chimney. That's because it's probably not a real fireplace. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you put a it's cap a movie on there set. too. That'll that'll help a lot. Um, yes. Yeah, Santa Claus won't make it down the chimney, but that's uh, okay. He'll, mm. he'll 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 find another way in. So you want to take a look at window and door weather stripping. Yes. Like that. So go around the house, take a look at weather stripping. Right make there. sure it's in good shape. Yep. It's one thing I will admit the box stores usually do have is multiple types of weather stripping that it will do that in another program, but it makes it easy to replace. Now right. that is one of my pet peeves. That's just a standard exterior door yep. with the diamond shaped little feeder on foam. Right. And I don't know why people paint that all the time when it is so easy <laughs> to pull out, let the paint dry and replace it. Yep. And slide it back in when you're done. Yeah, and it looks so much more professional than having paint or tape lines. Well, and if you did, if you did paint that and you get it on there, now that it's, it's stiff and hard and it doesn't do its job. So, you know, right. once once it's stiffened up and it's not flexible anymore, then it it, it can't seal. It's it's just going to be bunched up. Yeah. Well, it's the same exactly. thing with the weather stripping too. If you've got holes in your weather stripping, when it when the rain or snow melts fills that strip up yep. uh, it's just sponge in there oh sure so then it freezes overnight you're never going to be able to close your door <laughs> or well right. maybe i'll open it if it's already closed exactly and you're and it's frozen shut and most of that stuff's very very inexpensive i mean yes. you might spend 25 dollars on the the three pieces you need for a 3068 door yep um but the amount of air leakage that you've prevented probably would save you, you know, 20 bucks a month in HVAC or in heating costs. So right. And it's, it's kind of crazy easy. not to do it. Close the door. If it's rattly, if, if it's not tight, then, then, you know, you've got an issue. Stand back, turn off the lights in the house, look outside, look through the outside. If you see light coming around, get down on your hands and knees and look at the threshold. A lot of times you'll be able to see right outside. People don't even get down and check that stuff. So look at it right. really close. A lot of thresholds are adjustable. You can adjust those up and down. 
and, and get them nice and tight. Get, make sure that's sealing against the door properly. And the same with your windows. Close them, lock them, and see if they move up and down. If they're rattly and, and, and can mm -hmm. uh, still be moved a little bit, then you want to add some weather stripping to those to make sure you seal them Which up. Which is why I tight. prefer to use casement windows, because I've never seen a single or double hung on a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Always some kind of swing door that has stri weather stripping. That's right. That's exactly right. how it works. Okay. Moving along, uh, carbon monoxide detectors. Very important. So, you know, we talk all the time about, you know, what is it, time change, check your batteries and your smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors. Blah, blah. But realistically, going into the winter, into your fall, you know, into your heating season, uh, you know, if, if you love to cook and you've got an exhaust fan running in the kitchen and you've got a, a, an exhaust fan running in a bathroom, you could negatively pressure your home. Why? Because you had just replaced the weather strips on all the windows and doors. <laughs> you made sure the fireplace is tight. Yep. So now guess where the back, the air comes from. It backdrafts through your water heater or your furnace. Yep. And now you can enter, have carbon monoxide build up in areas of your home. Correct. So what, what Ron has pictured, there is a low level carbon monoxide detector and explain quickly the difference. This is a low level uh, carbon monoxide detector. You can see that's 10. This will alarm at 10 parts per billion per million, and, um, and these are the ones I like to use, and these are the ones I get our clients, because those are gonna let you know ahead of time. Uh, OSHA requires them to go off, or, or firemen and stuff, they have to have uh, breathing apparatus on at 35 parts per million, and the ones you buy at the store don't go off until 65 or 70 parts per million. So- After four hours. Four hours. This goes off right away. So. Right. You, you're there is something you to be said there. Right. So, so here's the other problem with that. If you have one of those that's wait, waiting until 60 or 70 parts per billion, million and three and a half hours, somebody walks in the door, <clears throat> lets in some fresh air, that resets that clock. Now it has to go four hours again. So you could right. spend days, weeks in your house with these high levels of carbon monoxide and you don't know about it. All you know is you've got right. headaches, you're sick to your stomach. You know, uh, or tired or whatever, you know, right. and everybody blames the turkey. Right. Like the turkey made you tired. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that stuff called that's in there? Tryptophan. Tryptophan? There you go. So it's not the tryptophan. Or something thereof. It's it's the carbon right. carbon monoxide. And if you're doing a lot of that's cooking, right. crack the kitchen window. So that way you get some fresh air in. So exactly. there, carbon so, monoxide. And the final detector. thing. Go ahead. Final and, thing, number 10 on our list. Yep. Is if you don't have double pane glass or let's say you need new windows and you know it and you just can't afford them right put the window kits on yep because that silly double-sided tape and shrink to fit plastic yep. actually works yep. amazing it is does now, an amazing well, ron job. and i will we've done many shows on how insulation is overrated and air sealing is underrated mm -hmm. that you know, by air sealing, you can save more money than you can by putting thicker air filter all in your house. <laughs> yes, yes, and so. these these goofy kits work. Um, mm -hmm. I've put them on before, and then once you're you, once you're done and the wind's blowing, you can see them moving back and forth, so you know they're they're actually working. It looks like a you know a, a snare drum. The sail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or drum. Yeah. They do work, so they will hold that that cold air outside of your home, and it will help save you money. And those kits are very easy, so yep. I mean, you know, I never was a big fan to start with, but it depends on the windows. Like I said, if you can't afford new windows and you need them, 
Definitely do it. Yep, that's it. it makes a big difference. So that's our quick top 10 ways to get ready for winter or mm -hmm. prepare for fall, however you want to call it. And um, hopefully that takes care of it. So uh, keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. There you go. I had to think about it. I hesitated. But I was... Uh, it was a fine job. It's a fine job. <laughs> fine it, was a, job. it was a fine job. <laughs>